The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We are going to have a little discussion about uh, landlords and whether it is inherently wrong to be a landlord. So that is something, I mean, that gets thrown about a little bit in the housing debate in this country. And when the conversation is had, landlords always get in touch with this show in their droves to suggest that they are being vilified and they make the argument that they are doing nothing wrong. And indeed, the market needs landlords. Without them, we would not have tenants. We would not have a rental system to talk of. Well, Brett Christopher is is the author of Our Lives in Their Portfolios, Why Asset Managers own the world. Brett, you're very, very welcome to the show. Um, is there anything wrong with being a landlord? Um, well, I personally think that's the wrong question. Um, I think that um, it's much more helpful to ask why um, so many people in institutions have found it profitable to be landlords in the last period. I don't think there is anything inherently wrong with it. I personally wouldn't criticize or demonize someone who decides that um, putting money into a second property to rent out is a good way of securing you know, future financial security. Um, I think what the better question is, is why have governments around the world made being a landlord such a profitable activity for such a long period of time? Um, so I think it's better to, to look at the role of the government rather than those that are kind of responding to the conditions that have been put in place. So okay. I would say I would say no in answer to that question. So 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 when I ask the question, what I really should be focusing on is, is less the fact that you know human beings are rational creatures and will respond rationally to their environment. I should be asking about the environment that has been contrived in the first place by policymakers. That's my view. I mean, I I would say that it's kind of a rational response to an irrational set of conditions. That's the best way I can... Okay, so what what are those irrational set of conditions? Well, I think that, you know, not just in Ireland, but around the world, um, it's been a good business to be in the landlord business for a long period of time. And I think that has contributed, um, I think most people would agree, to pushing up prices and to actually, even in societies like Ireland that are very committed to the principle of home ownership, what it's meant is that eventually you've got um, house prices pushed out of reach, of, of you know, as everyone knows who's listening to this program, and you've had a lot of the rental stock um, being, being bought up not just by small landlords, but by institutional landlords, by asset managers, which is the, the, the companies I look at in my book. Um, and I think you end up with a kind of an, a system that really doesn't clearly doesn't work. And I think that it's it's ultimately up to the government who puts in place those conditions that different economic mm. actors respond to. So let's talk about those different economic actors, those institutional investors mm-hmm. um, that you write about, because I, I remember in, in the wake of the, the, the property market collapse here uh, 10, 12 years ago, um, the argument was made that when it came to the rental sector, we'd become too reliant on, you know, the mom and pop landlord mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, the, 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 the tradesman or the labourer, the professional, whoever they happen to be buying a second property or a third property yep. uh, as an investment. What we needed, policymakers argued, was the big institutional landlords. We need big institutional investors coming in and they pointed to places like Germany, Uh, where where, where funds like that had been in operation for quite some time. They said, that's what we need for a stable rental market. Yes. Were they right? You know, I don't think they were. I mean, I I I don't think there's any, this is obviously just my view, I don't think there's any evidence that's the case. And I think that um, 
politicians around the world, uh, and, and I, you know, I don't know the Irish market particularly well, but it's certainly true in other countries that um, that that governments around the world have been very, very favourable to institutional investors of various ilk, particularly over the last decade, but not only over the last decade. And and I, I don't think that, that that there are sound arguments to support that. And in fact, I think that, you know, a lot there's a lot of growing evidence from around the world, particularly I would say in the US, um, that actually, you know, some of the some of the things that are most damaging for renters, like evictions, um, that you get worse outcomes with large institutional investors than you do with small mom and pop landlords, which is not to say that mom and pop landlords are any less focused on trying to generate profits from their investments. That's obviously not true for the most part. But you do, um, I think evidence shows, tend to get worse outcomes. So I find that a very problematic argument. But um, the, the argument then made more recently in Ireland, when people have pushed back against some of these institutional investors and, you know, mm-hmm. depending on who you talk to, they come with kind of uh, different nicknames, vulture funds or yeah. uh, vampire funds or vampire yeah. squids, whatever. Um, uh, the argument made in their favour is that we need them to increase supply, that, that, yeah. that, that we've got a huge supply problem in this country and that if we scare away those institutional investors, we'll have no one to, to put the money in, put up that capital yeah. to create the yeah. homes that are needed. Yeah. I I think that argument is also completely <laughs> okay. incorrect. Okay. And I'll tell you and I'll tell you why. So the the thing to remember is that uh, and I and I think that all the evidence points to this is that institutional investors in real estate, not just housing, but, but certainly housing, for the most part, are not interested in increasing the supply of new property. And there's a simple reason for that, which is that supply shortages maintain upwards pressure on rent. So actually, if you read some of the some of the documents, for example, that institutional investors around the world produce when they talk to those who are investing in them, so their own investors, and, and they tell them about their strategies, they will actually say, you know, when we are looking for where to buy property, where to buy housing, we are looking to buy in places where there are supply shortages, precisely because that maintains upward pressure on rent. And actually, they say, you know, not only are they not interested in, for the most part, in building new stock, but when they see there's a, there's a likelihood of new stock coming on stream, they sell. They take that as a signal to get out because that's potentially going to bring rents down. So I, I think that that argument is actually completely wrong. Should we worry, though, about landlords selling up? And I know the focus of your book and a lot of your work is the big institutional firms, but, and again, I appreciate you can't know the ins and outs of every country um, intimately, but, I mean, that's part of the debate here, the discussion has been this um, exodus from the market of landlords, lots of individual landlords getting out. Yes. Um, I don't see what the problem is. I mean, if if people are are selling, then um, Ipso facto, someone is buying. So that's what's the problem there. And you would imagine that some of those people that are going to be buying would be owner occupiers rather than other landlords. And so, what's that going to do? It's going to push up home ownership rates, which you would imagine in a country such as Ireland, which is you know wedded to the ideology of home ownership like everywhere else is, wouldn't that be perceived to be a good thing rather than a bad thing? So I think that it's yeah. there's a there's a degree of scaremongering around this that politicians often kind of 
fall for hook, line and sinker. But I see no argument there. But the, the, the short term fear that people have is that, yeah, they may be bought by an owner occupier, but it, it means that the rental stock and we come back to supply then, I guess, that the rental stock yes. begins to dwindle. And you only have to go on to kind of the the kind of the home letting apps like we have Daft in this country is the name of the main one to find there's very, very few homes for rent in large parts of the country. Yeah, I mean, that comes back to the question of new supply, right? And, and mm. I just and, and as, I, as I, so I go back to my answer earlier, I don't see institutional investors as credible sources of considerable amounts of new supply. That's not where it's going to come from. And if and if it is going to come from then, then they're certainly not. Um, you know, they don't have an inherent interest in supplying the type of stock at the kind of rates of affordability that places like Ireland currently need. I think that's the other issue, which is, you know, not just the, the, the amount of property, property, but the rates at which that's going to be uh, available. So the, the, the stock then that is needed, the new supply, where if not institutional investor is putting up the capital and doing all of that work, who should be? Well, you would hope that um, those that have traditionally provided um, housing, so the home building industry, the development industry, and, and again, there are certainly some question marks there about whether they're going to be supplying that stock that the market needs. Um, but I, I mean, I'm pretty simplistic about these things. I always come back to the fact that at the end of the day, the only significant economic actor that has both, the, at least in theory, the interest, but certainly the capability to provide significant amounts of new stock at the kind of price points that are required is the state. And so, you know, I, I always find it difficult to arrive at any other real credible answer other than the, than a, a kind of revivification of public housing. Yeah, I get, and I, this kind of leads us maybe into a completely different debate, but I guess the, the, the concerns or the misgivings people have there is often around efficiency that, you know, you, you could yeah. decide, policymakers could decide to go down this road in the morning and what we end up with is a, a big, bloated, bureaucratic mess sure. that actually doesn't deliver anything. 